Good morning, everyone. It is actually May 10th. Uh, it is May 10th today. What is it? Monday. It is Monday. The dreaded Monday. Usually you're in two camps, one of two camps. Number one, you're a happy Monday kind of person. Happy Monday. Or you're a, oh, great, it's Monday. <laughs> you know, but either way, we are going to seek the Lord together as we're going through uh, Psalm 119, longest chapter in the Bible. I say that every time, so it's probably ingrained in your head. You probably even know the number of verses in Psalm 119, which there's 176. And we're actually on verse 41 today, verse 41. And they're grouped according to the Hebrew alphabet. And so we're going to verse uh, 48. So Psalm 119, 41 to 48. And so, you know, in the, um, I don't know, the comment section or the section where you can write something, I put the verses. So if you're listening to these and you want to follow along visually with the verses, they're uh, they're in their podcast description as well. So you can kind of just follow along with me. And verse 41, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Mercy is incredible. God's mercies are new on a regular basis. They're new every morning, right? And Psalmist says, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. We need mercy. Mercy is not getting what we deserve in terms of negative. Like we deserve bad things. Why? Because we're bad people? Well, because we're born sinners. Some people say, well, why do you know bad things happen to good people? Well, if you want to be super theological and technical about it, There's no good person. In other words, we're born sinners who need a savior. And we're forgiven. And God sees us through the eyes or through Christ. So that's a whole different theological point. But mercy is not getting something we deserve. We deserve death, destruction. But while we were yet sinners, what happened? Christ died for us. Perfect lamb that was slain. So that we can be forgiven. So that's God's mercy. He could he could have taken us out. But here we are. He says, Let your mercies come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your word. Man, being saved is amazing. What are we saved from? Well, we just said death, darkness, and destruction. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> that verse alone should encourage us and help us to just be uplifted for the rest of the day and the week. But We're going to continue on. Verse 42. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. I love that because, you know, sometimes in life people come against us, right? They come after us. They put us down. They tear us down, right? They give, they spread and spew false information. But what does the psalmist say? Well, I trust in your word. I trust in your word, in your truth, God. I love that. Do you trust? In his truth. Verse 43 And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in your ordinances. And I, I love that because we want to have God's word in our in our mouths talking about it, right? That's one of my joys. Like I just I love talking about God's word. I love thinking through these things. I love uh, considering what the Bible says, don't you? I think that if you're listening to this podcast and following along with me here in season 30 of The Drive, you do. 
because you love hearing God's word. I love just opening it, reading it, digging into it, getting the nutrients and the meal from it. And it just makes my spiritual life well balanced, you know. He says, I hope in your ordinances. Another word for scriptures, for the Bible. Do you hope in his word? And not hope like, well, I hope it comes to pass. It does come to pass. It has came to pass and it will come to pass. The promises in God's word are true. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're true. Verse 44, so shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. That's quite a statement, right? I'm going to keep you all, your word forever. Now, is the writer saying he's attained perfection and he's going to do everything perfectly? No, <laughs> he's not saying that because no one can, right? Because we are all imperfect sinners with a perfect Savior. And so he's not saying that. He's just, it just always reminds me of Daniel, these emphatic statements where he said, and I think it's, uh, I think it's Daniel 1.8, uh, he purposed in his heart not to defile, be defiled with the king's delicacies. Basically, before he went into a certain situation, he purposed in his heart, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand with the Lord on this, you know? And, and it's like, that's what we get to do. I'm going to stand with God on this one. I'm going to stick to his word, period. Before I go into the situation, into this meeting, into this whatever confrontation, I'm sticking to God's word. I want to keep his law forever and ever. That's a good heart. <laughs> and God gives us the strength in order to walk in his ways. And he says in verse 45, and I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts. We are free. We are free. How do we know we're free? Read his word. And you realize you are free in Christ. Again, so uplifting, guys. So encouraging. How amazing is that? Just being amazed by it, who God is and His Word. It's just, it should floor us. Uh, eyes wide open, jaw dropped to the floor. You know, like in the cartoons. Uh, at least the cartoons I used to watch when I was a kid. You know, um, Bugs Bunny and you know all of those, all of those older cartoons. It was like things were exaggerated expressions and everything but as we read the word we should be blown away so blown away that we talk to others about it and that's what verse 46 says i will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed i love that see back in the day kings they would shame a person if the person didn't worship them and bow down to them and reverence them right but here the psalmist is like, nah, I'm not going to be put to shame, period. I'm going to speak of your testimonies. I'm not ashamed of your word. I'm not ashamed of what you say, the truth that you give. Romans 1.16, not ashamed of the gospel. No reason to be. It's what leads to salvation. It's the truth. And then verse 47, again, this word I love, it just pops up over and over again. Verse 47, and I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. Wow. Delight. Do you find joy in God's word? Are you delighted about it? Verse 48, my hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statues. 
Meditate on your statutes. Man, lift up his commandments. Lift up your hands. Worship him. Love. Fall in love with God's word. Meditate upon it. Ponder it. Like Ezekiel said, eat it, man. Just get into it. Don't be intimidated by it, you guys. I understand a lot of people don't want to get into God's work. They're like, well, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's too difficult. It's too this. It's too... Start reading it, and your eyes will be opened. If you're saved, if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus and you read God's word, your eyes will be opened. Things will get clear. God will use his word to speak directly to your heart and life. He will. He has over and over to tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And I know most of you guys know that because you have your daily time with the Lord, your daily devotion, and that is beautiful. And it's not that you have to do it, but it's because you want to do it. Because what? You want to hear from your God, from the God, from the one who loves you. And so you guys, I just encourage you, get into it, stay into it, and see what God does. Fall in love with God's word. Delight in it. Find joy in it. Be astounded by it. Pray that the Lord will give you fresh eyes and speak a fresh word to your heart. It's old but not outdated. The Bible is, right? It's old but not outdated. But here's the thing. The same verse can speak to you right now in this season of your life. And it spoke to you differently. The same verse spoke to you differently last year. But you're in a different situation and God's using that truth to open your eyes, to bring clarity, to help you through. God's word is not just a bunch of, you know, lectures or essays. It's a love letter from a loving father to his child that he absolutely adores. He adores you. He loves you. Delight in his word. God bless you guys. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.